Three, two, one, roll the footage! Welcome back, everybody, to the Strategy Sprints podcast. I'm your host, Simon Severino, and my guest today helps coaches and course creators scale with webinars using conversational commerce so that they can spend more time with their family. And he is currently working on expanding their system around conversion, conversation, and automation. Welcome, everybody, Paul Ace. Great to be on the show, Simon, and uh, looking forward to giving some value to your audience. What is conversational commerce? Yeah, so, uh, and a lot of people ask that to to start off with. We we like to call it, for short, CCOM, just because, you know, everyone gets, gets lazy with uh, shortening things off. So conversational commerce is, imagine if every single person that comes through your funnel or your sales process could be personally greeted in a personalized way. That's what we focus on. So we augment this 80% human-like experience where the the stuff that you'd do, the repetitive tasks that you do to reach out to someone one-on-one, we automate that. And then that gives us time to create these one-on-one connections with people to guide them along the sales cycle and bring them to the next step. So to give you an example of that, uh, we have a client at the moment that is running an online challenge. And at the start of the challenge, if they go to the opt-in page and don't complete their order, we send them a text message after 15 minutes as if it's from the owner. You just say, hey, it's the owner here. I just want you to check if something went wrong or something broke. Can you just let me know? Then it hands over to a human at that point for that human experience to answer those objections and guide them back to the sale. Because a lot of the time, it's just things like trust, right? When you go from a cold Facebook ad and then you, I, I literally saw someone put a message this morning in that chat saying, yeah, I, I wasn't sure if it was fake or whatever. So I just wanted to find out whether it was real. So when they get to speak to a real human being, then they get that confidence back and then naturally go and buy the next thing, which then also works great at later down the sales cycle. For example, if someone's gone and paid a deposit for a $5,000 program, but haven't gone and paid the rest of it, then we pass over to the personal experience where uh, the owner may go and record a personal video message on the phone to that particular person. Say, hey, really excited to see that you got this far in the process. And um, I just wondered if you've got any questions or anything, love to help you get to the next stage of the journey. So that's really what conversational commerce is all about, is using conversion, conversation, and automation to encourage more sales growth and at the same time, a better customer experience. And it's funny how people talk about it. My take is the opposite of what is being discussed right now. My take is if you come into a store, you expect the person to know if you are there for the first time or if you are coming all the time, if you're looking for help or not, because that is the human experience. And when you come the second time into the store, you don't want to see the the things that you got for the first time. And you, when you come for the seventh time, you don't want to get the, fir- the, the experience of the first time, right? And so you want an environment that sees, oh, he's coming for the seventh time, now new content to show, new way to approach. And the way we build websites, 99.9% of the websites right now 
you come for the seventh time, you see the first content because the website is not aware enough, not observant enough. And the people on the other side, they say, oh, I don't have the time to curate the experience for every single one to be human. Mm -hmm. And this is, I find, where technology comes in because we don't have the time, but we want a human experience for everybody. So we need the help of automations. Sure. Um, do you know what? We we used to try and make it all automated. Uh, and we learn over time that, yes, there may be a cost to having a, a team be behind that message to be able to answer those things. But it's a very high ROI <laughs> because once you get that team in place and they know how to handle those questions, those little nuances of personalization that you just can't, you know, you can use lots of technology and resources. For example, these things like dialogue flow, right? Where you can recognize what people have said to put the correct response. But for example, let's say I saw your email come through and I noticed it said strategy sprints at the end of it. And it's like, Oh, uh, hey, Simon, I noticed you went to the website to check out uh, this offer. Just wondered if something went wrong at all. Um, is it something you're looking for for strategy sprints? You know, that's and then you're like, oh, this guy's actually like checked my stuff out a little bit more, which you just wouldn't really have in an automation unless you're absolutely killer, killer, killer automation. Right. Uh, but then it's still going to not feel quite as human. So we, we've actually moved more to a human human experience. Uh, and just like, how can we create that customer wow at every level? And even if something's an evergreen process, so we just took a challenge that's uh, at went, went from zero to nearly 100K in eight weeks. And because we created this process of using deadline funnels, using text messages and voicemail drops every day of the challenge. So the whole process, they're always getting that that touch point with the owners so by the time you get to that pitch for the high ticket thing, they're already warmed up as opposed to it just be, okay, cool. We'll just say, yeah, we can only do it live or it doesn't feel personal if it's evergreen. And that's where a lot of things go wrong, right? With evergreen processes. Can you share with us one example of one such a customer experience that you have designed? Yeah, sure. So I know we were talking about uh, webinars as well at the start of the conversation. So for example, if if someone goes to a webinar, thinking about where they are in the process, right? Where they are in the journey and what kind of person they are. Because you as the, the owner or the presenter or the leader can relate to them on some aspect. However, you can't relate to them completely because you're not in their position now because you're where they want to be. Right. You might have been where they were, but you're not where they are right now. So by using testimonials as well, you can start to create some kind of story based copy before the webinar that then can relate to that particular person. So sometimes we'll go and this is not always the case, but it just depends on the client. But sometimes we'll go, OK, well, let's put a quiz on the thank you page of the registration for the webinar and say, hey, find out if this opportunity is right for you. And then they, they walk through a few questions, which one is pre-framing them towards the back-end sale. And at the same time, if they say, I don't know, I'm a student, then when it goes to the end of the quiz and it's like, sounds like this could be a great fit for you, 
here's someone else who was in your exact position and here's the video testimony of that person. So then you're creating that personalized level. So by the time they get to the webinar, they're already, you've got rid of the objection in the mind of, yeah, but my situation's unique. It won't work for me because you've already shown them someone else that it's worked for. And then alongside that, we will go, okay, well, let's drop a voicemail message to the phone when they register. So it's just like, hey, hey, it's Simon. Just wanted to say thanks so much for registering for the webinar. Really excited to have you on there. Just make sure you bring a pen and paper and because there's going to be a lot of notes to take on that webinar. And uh, if you've got a question you want to ask before, do us a favor, just drop us an email over and we'll be happy to answer it at the end of the webinar. You have a fantastic day. Bye for now. Right. So you just built that extra little bit of connection as opposed to I registered for a webinar. Now I'm going to get loads of reminders. Beautiful. I am curious who you pick for the strategy award after one word from our sponsors. Hey, if you love what you are hearing, you will love our free masterclasses. Go grab them at strategiesprints.com. When everybody zigs, this person zags, you can only pick one person. Who do you pick? Jason Fladlin is someone that's probably over the last three or four years has inspired me so much. Um, and the, the way he positions webinars and understands sales psychology is like no one else I've ever, ever seen. And a lot of people don't even know who he is, even though he's done over $100 million in uh, webinar sales. Um, and yeah, he's got a book called One to Many, which is pretty much the handbook on webinars. Beautiful. And uh, tell us, what are you excited looking forward with your business? Where do you see your business in three years? Yeah, so um, one of the big things, you know, we focused on this year was leverage because you, when, you, when you start an agency or when you start any business, you go through this hustle stage and you're always just like, okay, just work as much as possible, work as much as possible. Oh, I'm not getting the results I want. Okay, I'll work more. And it's actually the opposite. So the thing I'm really excited about is to be working less, our team doing more of the fulfillment and then leveraging uh, the relationships that we've already got, building new relationships and just brokering more deals together where we create these win-win-win situations. And that's where business starts to get a lot more fun and exciting when you're like, okay, I can see this person's got a great product over there. This person's got a great product. We can be the bridge between those two things. And then at the same time, we can apply our processes on top and then the team handles the fulfillment. And my main job is just to make sure that everyone's happy in that relationship. So that's where I see us over the next two to three years is doing a lot more strategic partnerships, strategic plays, and helping businesses leverage off each other as much as possible to, to create these win-win situations for both them and for their customers as well to benefit from those results. Sounds good. I, I have fired myself from fulfillment one and a half years ago. It's it's much easier than than I thought. I'm ha happy to share more later. Yes, and um, now if you pick three books that have inspired you uh, the most, which would which would they be? Yeah, so the first one would be The Road Less Stupid by Keith Cunningham. Uh, fantastic book. It is all about thinking time. That was one of the books that really took took me from being hustle and grind essentially just 
ops manager slash implementer to thinking like a CEO. And um, it's it's about thinking the difference between symptoms and the cause. So a lot of the time when people think about, oh, I'm not making enough sales. Okay, that's a symptom. But what's the cause of that happening? So then you start looking at your lead indicators and going, well, did I do enough uh, sales calls? Did I do enough outreach to make those sales calls? And then when you start asking different questions, you get different answers. So uh, having that separated thinking time, I took up golf last year. Um, still absolutely rubbish. I haven't got a handicap apart from my playing. And then once uh, once I'm on the golf course, I use that as thinking time, right? So I'll, I'll just I'll go around the golf course on my own for an hour and a half, two hours, do nine holes, either listen to an audio book or just think. I think mean, it's amazing when the stuff you come back with, which is probably more beneficial than if I'd been working in the business. Uh, so that's definitely the first one. The second one would be Never Lose a Customer Again, which is actually a very recent book that I've just read. Uh, it's by Joey Coleman. And that is, it's all about customer experience. F phenomenal book on customer experience. It's about, it's like eight different touch points all the way through. I, I'm not going to rattle them all off, but um, I would highly suggest he's, he's, he's certainly worth an interview. He's a great guy. And just about putting that wow experience through the whole process. So for example, we've just started a, a podcast for seven figure entrepreneurs to interview seven figure entrepreneurs. And then one of the things that we do on there is before, before the podcast, I will drop a loom video over to that person in the morning with a whiteboard holding up, just saying, Hey, really looking forward to having you on the podcast today that adding that personal connection. And then afterwards we'll send them a postcard out. Um, and then if that person then decides, hey, maybe we end up working together or doing some kind of collaboration, then at that point, we're like, okay, how can we continue this wow experience through the whole process? So that book gave me loads of ideas for that. And I actually give it to one of my clients recently as well. And he said he's absolutely loving it. So we're thinking surprise and delight is amazing. So one of the things we're thinking about doing at the moment is once someone's been in a high ticket program for 90 days, saying hey listen you've worked so hard so far Here, here's two tickets to a spa day right but you could you deserve a break but not mentioning it not not going oh this is a bonus when you buy it's that surprise and delight that really makes a big difference when you've always needs to have a few cards close to your chest uh that, that you can still you know just whip out and people are like oh wow i can't believe they did this and that's what creates that advocate experience and, and that customer wow. So I love that book, highly recommend. And the other one was one of the first books I ever, self-help books I ever read, which was Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. Um, and I, I, I'd say, which, and this sounds a little bit weird, but it's, <laughs> but it's true, is um, I don't do so much of Miracle Morning, more of a Miracle Evening, which sounds a little bit rude, but it's not. Uh, so the the miracle evening really is about making sure I use I have one of these things, which is called a Power Day Programmer, um, which was given to me. Uh, the framework was given to me by my mentors, and we write on there every day what our top three outputs are. What's the intention for today on the left brain, the factual part, the brain in terms of the feeling. Uh, what's my proclamation for today? Um, 
what is the tasks that I'm prepared to burn energy on? What's the biggest win? Big, give me energy, drain my energy. What am I grateful for? And then what lessons did I learn today? So by putting all those things together and writing that every evening and then having those things laid out for you for your top three outputs for the next day, as soon as you get up the next morning, you're not going, oh, what do I need to do today? You start in that day, bang, straight into it. Um, and just around that miracle morning, something that I'm creating this week, because I've spoke to a couple of seven and eight figure businesses in the last couple of weeks who said they do a mind movie. I don't know if you've have you ever heard of a mind movie, Simon? Visualization of where you want to be later. So it's Have actually like a, like a, a slideshow uh, that's that's turned into a, like a PowerPoint presentation or a mini video that you have on your computer and you have it and you press play first thing every morning, which is a vision, like you say, of all the things that, that you... It, you want but also you want to be right so it's not just about physical i'm gonna get that lamborghini or or you know the big mansion or whatever it's also about the person you want to become because when you get that repeated exposure to that thing every time then your mind starts to believe it more and more and more so it's just creating that familiarity with wherever you want to go so that's actually something that's on my to-do list uh for today and over the weekend is to make that mind moving myself so i can watch that back over and over i actually know someone who did that um i think they started doing it like five years ago and uh, within three years they'd got a multi-million dollar a year business bought a lamborghini in cash uh got, got a good sized house and was traveling the world because it got that focus and determination all the time yeah, make sure to incorporate all senses, like how does it smell? How does it look like you have that? But also put in how does it smell and what do you hear? Because you need to embody it over the day. So you will have some triggers over the day. For example, I have it smells like peppermint. And every time I drink a peppermint tea during the day, that vision gets reactivated. I am in that state again. Because you will need it for all the small decisions that you have during the day. And the taste even, yeah. right? Exactly. Yeah, you've got all five senses going on. Then, so, you've got, so you've got the feel of the cup, you've got the smell of the peppermint, you've got the taste of the peppermint, and all that. It's a really strong anchoring technique uh, by doing that. So that's awesome. Powerful. Beautiful. And uh, where can people find out more about you, stick around? Yeah, so you can go to amplifycom.com and uh, you can check out about us there. We've got some uh, cool stuff going on and um, we're always like putting resources and things on social media. So you can just check out, I think, facebook.com slash paulace1234, I think is like my personal URL if you want to connect uh, on there. And yeah, we give, I give loads of cheat sheets and, and I just go, great, we did this result. Here's a case study from it. Uh, do, you want, do you want the cheat sheet or the guide to how we did it? And who should not call you? Who should call you? Yeah, so who, who's on the uh, accept list? So we, if you're a course creator and you're at scale right now, okay, so you, you've got a list of people that have maybe bought your low ticket product but haven't bought your high ticket product and you you want to make an extra five to six figures out of that list in the next 30 days without running ads without doing webinars without doing any sales calls 
then we'd love to have a conversation with you because uh, we partner with those kind of people to help bring an extra five to six figures out of your list with it being email, SMS, even uh, multiple different platforms. Beautiful. And who should be my next guest? So there's a guy that I know very, very well. Um, and his name is Dave, Dave Rothero. And he's from a company called Grip. And they do creative response advertising. And their, their creatives are super, super awesome. They do a lot of cartoon ads for like YouTube and Facebook for people like course creators for e-com space. So then it's just like, yeah, he's, he's done some really funny, funny looking ads um, and the super talented team. Super cool. Thank you so much, Paul, for being on the show and sharing your wisdom and your journey with us. Please come back soon. Avoid trying to do thousands of things that doesn't work. We have 274 templates for your business success. Reach your ambitious goals with one-on-one -on -one sprint coach. We double your revenue in 90 days.